What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Off the Rails podcast, episode 22. I'm your host, Anthony Verasso, joined as always by my boy, Mikey McCarthy. Mikey, what's up, bud? Hey, I got nothing really. You know, I got a clean mind right now. Nothing's really bothering me. But that could all no change. Shit, huh? That could all change in a matter of seconds, though. Well, Mikey, how was your birthday, man? Like, we dropped the episode late last week. Your birthday was on Friday. Do you have any good stories about it? I, I don't get any good stories. I don't even count. You know, I it's another day to me. It's I don't count it because, you know, last year was COVID. It couldn't do shit. You know what? Pit, okay, no. You know what does piss me off and I take it? See, I told you. It took a matter of seconds. That, that was the 30-second pause. But, you know, all the restrictions got loosened up on Saturday the 29th. My birthday is the 28th, so I'm sitting there like, I take this personally. I take it personally that all these restrictions got, you know, lifted and the mass mandates got taken away the day after my birthday. They could have done it on Friday. If they wanted to, they could have done it on Friday. They, they didn't have to wait till Saturday. They could have. What, what's the difference between Friday with masks and Saturday without masks? There is none. There's none. So That's know, just birthday blue balls right there. That's birthday blue balls. Not only is it that, but. I take I take offense to that because last year my birthday, uh, you know, I didn't even count my birthday last year. So you know what? This year I'm turning 27. So nice. Throw that nice. Because you know, I'm technically by the book 28, but I didn't count last year because of COVID. So yeah, I'm 28. I mean, I mean, I'm. T- oh my god, just go ahead. Shit, if that's the case, and I'm 23, then I'm gonna go back to living it up like that. Not a care in the world. Dude, the last like year I've been stressing about hitting 30 because I'm 28. Me as too. Well. Me I'm too. Like, Dude, I don't want to be in my 30s. I don't either. I don't it need that responsibility. Quick. It's coming quick. Uh, before we dive into the show here, let me just tell you this one quick note, Mikey, that this episode of yeah. Off the Rails is brought to you by Dan Latelier over at Remax Realty. Hell Dan yeah. is your man when it comes to your buying or home selling needs. And he serves all of York and Cumberland County in the great state of Maine. And you can reach him at danletellier at remax.net or by phone, by those cell phones, Mikey, 207-590-1776. Once again, that is 207-590-1776. Go check him out. He had a couple good listings I saw the other day on Facebook. We have the, uh, the links in the information on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages for that. Mikey, I'm, I got Twitter, I've, as I've told you, always posted oh, up online yeah. here when oh, we man. record. You know, want to feel old? Three years ago today, because um, this is May 31st, is the anniversary of the J.R. Smith in the finals when he was at Cleveland against Golden State. Not, <laughs> I remember Not that. knowing the final score. That's funny. So. Holding the ball. He's like, what, what the fuck? LeBron's yeah, LeBron's yelling. just looking at him. LeBron's yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think didn't he just win a championship with the lakers last season jr smith yes. oh jr smith yes. I don't know. he might have i think he was just like brought on halfway not, through the year i'm not crazy intertwined with the basketball world but he you know might have been. you should be uh also we want to say as we get going here a huge thank you to all the men and women who sacrificed and continue to sacrifice in all our armed right. services the Off the Rails podcast here. We greatly appreciate everything that you do for us, and we hope you get to enjoy just this one day as we think you deserve more than that. Absolutely. Nicely said. Nicely said on your end. Well, you know, once in a while I can pull out a nice, mature, um, nice, mature thing to say, I guess. Right, right out of that hairy butthole of yours. <laughs> Is that like a pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> Mikey, the TD Garden was absolutely rocking the day after your birthday, May 29th. Masks off, tops off, let's go. Bruins Islanders, they open up game one of their series. That barn was freaking rocking, man. Absolutely. But the one thing I think the Bruins missed, the Bruins fans missed out on that night, I would have loved to have heard the Sorokin chance that they didn't do. I didn't hear that once. They looked. They put four past that dude, and they could they could have just let let loose on him, and they chose not to. Hopefully, it happens tonight. But I was waiting for the Sorokin chance. I don't think Sorokin's going to get the starting game too. I think he, he's he gonna... probably won't. Oh, man, those rebounds are gross. Yeah, well, two of passing that goals were kicked right to him, right? Yeah. So, but before we get into the game, how great was it to see though? Like, even 
you know, you're watching NBC and the, the pregame show, and they're just showing the garden. That place was packed from the start. You knew the fans were just dying to get in there and just let loose after what held this past year and a couple months have been. And the Bruins fans showed up, man. They, they, they made that place so freaking loud, you couldn't even think. And I'm not surprised the Islanders looked rattled. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the camera shots of like all the fans outside, like getting ready to go up the escalator? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! It was like if, if I was a security guard there, I would have been like, "Oh shit, man! I picked the wrong day to come into work." It, <laughs> it, it, it looked like those people were ready to storm the garden. They did, but I'm surprised people didn't try getting in before the freaking before the gates even opened. Like you said, they probably tried to. Is is the garden only that one entrance now in the front? I, see. I don't know if you. I don't know if you can go on the side anymore like you used to. Like, like on the like, like, and I don't mean the side like on the left side of the building. I mean the right side where like you get off the train, you walk right. out of the station, and you just go out. There. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if that that entryway is uh, accessible anymore. I don't know. It, it it might just be the escalators, but I don't know. That's so weird because I remember you used to if you were looking at the garden. Yep. On the left was like some cement building. On the right is like walk through like a freaking. You have to walk through a freaking maze to get to the left side. Yeah, when they were doing all the equipment. But I remember back in the day, you used to go on the left side, the right side by the expressway. You could kind of go in there as well. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really like the new renovations at the garden. But that's just me. Is Um, the player lot gone now? Yeah, it's all built on there now. Now the player lot's down underneath. Like you could. Go under, go to the before the game, like three hours before the game, and see the players when they drive in. That's how I met Bergeron a couple times. Not a big deal. How's that? <laughs> um, but dude, yeah, the Bruins—they definitely fed off the crowd, man. And ultimately, I think that's why they'll win the series. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But that was cool to see. Like you saw Nashville last round. You see Carolina. You've seen these barns just packed and fans going nuts. But I gotta say, Mikey, the. Boston fans know how to really put on a show, and they know how to do it right. That was, yeah, it was. Ex- I had my ass ready in my seat just to see that that shot before the game even started, and I was, I was pretty impressed. I, I you know, I wish I went because I could have went. I could have paid the two hundred and forty bucks for a ticket, but I was like, eh, what the hell? Two hundred and forty bucks. I mean, where are you gonna sit? In the freaking in the light in the light towers. <laughs> it's crazy the amount of money people are getting now for these tickets. I'll park my um, ass on the freaking scoreboard. You know, we'll talk about this series again later on, but uh, game six, Montreal, Toronto, and Montreal, first time they're allowing fans. And like some people paid over two grand for tickets. It's like, holy shit. But they got to um, figure it out up there. Isn't like, aren't their barns still empty, basically? Basically, yeah, pretty much. But we'll talk about that in a little while. They're, yeah, they're still on like lockdown. That's kind of sad. So, yeah, they're just slow trying to move out the, the vaccine. That's the that's one of the big issues in Canada. But I'm not going to try to figure it out because I don't live in Canada. Drink some anyway. freaking Molson, will you? That'll get you going. Mikey, Bruins 5-2 win. David Pasternak, the hat trick. Everybody was going nuts. Uh, what did you like most about that game to start? Uh, the, what I liked the most was the Bruins' ability to, you know, they started off sloppy, and then once they found their game, they didn't look back. They got down to the one nothing lead. That's the, the, you know, I think that led to their sloppy. I think that came from them being sloppy in their own end. But, you know, I was more happy on the fact that the Islanders scored that first goal. A little bit of the energy got sucked out, and, and the Bruins just kept at it. They corrected their mistakes, and then they just never looked back. Yeah, I mean, kind of what you said is my computer just froze up here, so that's great. The Bruins... You know, I think they were kind of coming out a little too energized, a little too aggressive. They tried to, you know, the crowd was really impacting them. They settled down, and when they wanted to play their game, they did. And that's when they started taking over. And the Islanders, I didn't think, had any answer for it. Tuca, I thought, you know, a couple of the goals were a little tough on them. I think the – what was the first one? The Bavillier one. Um, but I thought he stood on his head, made some big saves when he had to. And the Bruins did a really good job of waving that, getting the crowd back on their side. As you said, Pasternak's goal, I thought the roof was going to blow off on the first one. I think it almost did the second one. But, dude, like if you're a Bruins fan, you got to be totally satisfied with game one. Absolutely. You know, I remember that in some of the turnovers they had, that McAvoy pass, he kind of made a blind pass like out to the board for the breakout. And then someone, I forget who, who took it on the Islanders, but they almost scored right off that. And then, I know Brandon Carlo had a few miscues that night. He was kind of, you know, 
iffy with the puck. He wasn't. He was unsure of himself. There was passes to the point to him that were going under his stick and getting out of the zone. So hopefully they can correct those mistakes going forward in game two tonight. But yeah, man, I mean, holy smokes. On that first pass from that goal, too, I feel like your like, initial reaction is just like the puck's there, shoot it. But, man, he did the right thing on waiting. He he had Sorokin come across the crease. He kind of made a first move. And then once he made that first move, it went down. Pasternak buried it. What was the what was the goal by Pasternak when he kind of came in on the left side, just over the blue line, cuts to the middle, and just like threw the shot on net? Was that the hat trick goal? That was yeah. That was that was the third one, which was nice because I I think that whole shift Pasternak was pissed off because I think I think before that play happened, something happened where I think I think Pasternak thought he got like he got high sticked or something like that, and you could tell Pasternak had like anger in his eyes about something. And yeah, then, he was pissed. He was pissed, and then I. I think a couple of his linemates went off for a change. And then he gets the puck, does he, he does a little dipsy do, and then someone on the Bruins cuts toward the middle, which causes the separation. Then he just fired the puck past Sorokin. So yeah, I thought that goal was stupid by Sorokin. Like, dude, really? You've made save after save, and that's the one that you're gonna let in? That guy can get cracked easily, man. As soon as you let one or two in, and you get, <laughs> get him in, he lets a lot of rebounds out there. A Young goalie, man, he's got to learn. Oh man. So, my favorite goal in that game was the McAvoy one. Uh, I think it was the start of the third period, right? Nick Bruins get it in deep, They cycle it. Yeah, Nick Ritchie with that weird-looking mug of a face. Like, just, What like is that ghost. face? You know, it you talk like about last ghost. episode, punchable faces, Mikey. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, like, Dude, I'm what first, is that face? I'm the first one to tell you that that he, he he's got – Top three most punchable face, punchable mugs in the dude. You know who he looks like? Are you not? I mean, you've obviously played Mario over the years, right? Yeah. So, uh, the guy, shy guy, he's like the red cat, looks like a ghost. He goes boing, and he's and next thing you know, he's gone. I don't know if you know who that who I'm talking about, but the shy guy in Mario reminds me of freaking um, Nick Ritchie. Just that like puffy, that puffy, huge cheeks with the stupid face, like that's him. <laughs> Dude, I just, I just pulled up a picture of it. Shy guy? Yeah, I can see it. Dude, he just has that, like, weird-looking face at all times, too. It's like, he definitely reminds me of, like, the kid in third grade that, like, used to shit himself in the back of the class, you know? <laughs> it's just so weird. Mrs. Smith, I gotta leave early today. No, he'd just be the kid that just didn't say anything. It just was like, oh, man, I hope nobody smells that, like... Just what a face. But anyway, you know, that McAvoy goal, he stand, you know, uh, Richie sits right in front, screens Sorokin, and credit to McAvoy. Nice one foot shot off the ground, a freaking bullet, buries it. Good for him. Because that place, you want to talk about a pop from the crowd when that goal was scored? I was like, holy shit. Was that I'm just goal? watching on TV and I could like feel that. Was that the goal to go up 3 2? Yeah. Or was that the 4 2 goal? No, that was three oh, to three two. two. Okay, yeah. So they took the lead on that. That was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you know, here's one thing I am gonna say. That's a negative. If you're the Bruins, you need to and take away the freaking empty net goal that Taylor Hall scored. It's an empty net goal, okay? You take away that one and you take away Pasternak's three goals, it's a two to one Islanders game. So the Bruins, they gotta get uh more scoring from their offense, obviously. I don't know the status of Craig Smith yet. I know we left the game. It's kind of questionable if he's going to play tonight as we're recording Monday before game two. The Bruins, you know, that's going to be a hit to their second line. Um, you know, I'm not going to take my pants off and slap it around with some peanut butter just because Taylor Hall goes empty net. I mean, <laughs> I, I need that guy to, you know. If you're, you're going to do that, that, put it in a sock first. It'll feel better. <laughs> a nice crusty Hanes tube sock. Um <laughs> But, uh, no, I think you need more from them because this Islanders team, man, if they can steal one in Boston, that's pretty scary for the Bruins because now you're going to go back to their barn, which has been freaking nuts and packed from the start of the playoffs, and now they're going to get the momentum. So I think game two tonight is huge. And also, I thought Matt Barzell was quiet and played crappy in game one. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a single goal this entire playoff so far, I believe. That's not good, man. Not that one. They need him to produce. Easily their best player, but uh, you mentioned you mentioned a second ago about Craig Smith. So I don't know what you see the Bruins doing here. I mean, me personally, I would go, I would go skill 
next to get uh, David Krejci right now. So, in my opinion, I'm leaving Nick Ritchie where it is, and I'm I'm bringing Jake DeBrusk up on that second line again to play with Taylor Hall and Krejci. I don't know. I don't know about you. Yeah, I would say I was gonna say DeBrusk because I hate agreeing with you, but why not, right? I mean, he had what two or three goals in the Capital Series. He's got a little bit of extra life in the playoffs. It looks in the like. game now, yeah. Like like he's, he seems like, like it's, very it's, invested. Exactly. I was just gonna say he he seems like he's playing well. He seems like he's moving even when he's not scoring or you know on the score sheet. You still notice his presence, which is a good sign for a guy like him. Yeah, and you know what? The best thing for players like that, confidence. Keep getting them, get him the ice time, roll him out. Who knows, man? Maybe he starts potting him left and right. What, I, uh, going back to Barzal, though, I was watching one play where he had the puck and he's uh, skating through the neutral zone. He's got a little bit of the Sergey Samsonov in him where he's got to dribble that puck about 100 freaking times in 10 steps. And it's like, dude, you're just going to get broken up over the blue line. I, You know, if you're an Islander fan, you got to be ripping your hair out watching him in the playoffs so far, especially game one. I expect him to step up big in game two. He one, has to. One player I thought, you know, I really haven't had a lot to see, but I thought he looked good in game one is that Anthony Bovillier from the Islanders. He so, scored, didn't he? Yeah, I think he got the first goal mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. I believe. But he's a little water bug out there, man. He can fly around. He can snap it. He's the guy the Bruins are going to have to look to try to take away. But one thing I meant to bring up talking about Pasternak, what the fuck did he do the night before game one, dude? Who the hell did he have a night out with? Did you see under his neck? Oh, yeah. It looked like it was either a hickey or someone like try to, you know, brand him or something. Oh, my God. he This guy is just on and off the ice, man. Just huh? a bruise. Just I played a little street hockey yesterday. It's got a little bruise. and uh... Dude, I saw that. I'm like, wow, he had a hell of a night before the playoffs. Good for him. He should. He, I, I mean, he has all those uniforms. He should have, like. He should he should have like picked something out to you know cover that thing up like pop a collar or something. Dude, the only thing he could have had is to steal a turtleneck from Thomas Buchanan to try to hide that oh, bad that, boy. Oh, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather just show it off then. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude! You get a hattie, you're on national TV, and you got just an absolute mark on your neck like that. I would absolutely flaunt it. He said too. He's like, I I had a little bit more crazy outfits that I could have used. So. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his pregame thing. outfit. Oh, my God. I wonder what the hell he's going to walk in the building wearing tonight. Just walks in wearing a Speedo. Like. <laughs> that would, you know, I'm waiting for someone to do that. Like, like it's funny you say that. I'm Because, like, everyone always comes in all dolled up, nicely dressed, this and that. I'm waiting for some scumbag to just walk in, you know, sweatpants, ripped up T-shirt, ready to go. Like, like that to me would signify, oh, shit, this guy's ready to play. Not some guy wearing a suit. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I mean, I personally, I could give a flying rat's ass with all these no. players where walking like, into games, you know, like football, like, basketball. Like, I don't give a shit to perform. Like Austin Matthews is big into it and stuff, but it's like one of these times, please, somebody just call up Tommy <laughs> Lee, get that leopard skin um, speedo, and just slap it on and just walk in. Like, yep, we're here like, to fuck around. Not, that's another thing too. It's like, man, like. Some of these teams, they, like, require you to wear, like, a shirt and tie. It's like, you have right. to go. No, but, like, even on the plane ride, it's like, they have to be all dressed up. I'm like, dude, the last thing I want to do on a six-hour plane ride is be sitting there in a freaking shirt and tie and a suit. Like, that that would bother me. That would piss me off. Dude, like, I don't know how often you fly, but I don't care how much air they filter through. You just sweat on a plane. Sweat. And that's just, yeah. like, in, like, a short and a T-shirt. Imagine being in a full suit. And they, those players don't get cheap suits either. They get, you know, thousands for suits. Meanwhile, you're there just, like, sweating buckets for on a six-hour flight. It sucks, man. I could not imagine having to sit there in a plane for six hours in a shirt and tie with a fucking top button. <laughs> Playing cards. Um, but, Mikey, what do you think on the series? Bruins, Islanders, what, what's your prediction here? Like I said, give us the next round already. I didn't care about I didn't care about the Islanders. I didn't care about the Penguins because you know, on the Islanders end, the Bruins have shown that that they can beat the Islanders. At you know, I think I think the last three games they played the Islanders this season, the Bruins have won. So, yep. You know, I was optimistic going into it. I'm still optimistic about it. I like how I like how the Bruins had rust early and they were able to get around that and get past the defense. They were able to you know solve 
solved the hottest goalie probably in in the playoffs right now in Sorokin. They got him. They they should have got him chased in my opinion. But um, yeah. So I'd probably say I'd probably like I like Bruins in five. Probably okay. Bruins in five. I'm gonna go Bruins in seven because I think having the full pot full garden packed is gonna play a huge effect for the Bruins. Yes, the Islanders are gonna have the same thing. Ultimately, the Bruins have the home ice advantage. They'll have more games in Boston. And I do think the whole flip-flopping of the goaltenders from the Islanders is going to, you know, mentally just get into the heads of that team and affect them negatively. I hate when teams do that with the carousel. Um, I expect to see Varlamov in game two. Maybe I'm wrong. But also, it's, it can be a way shorter series than I think if Varzal doesn't get going and Paul Mary doesn't start scoring and, you know, I just think ultimately the Bruins' first two lines are going to be too much for the Islanders to handle. I mean, I didn't really notice much Zajac the other night either. I uh, know, but I was going to say, um, you know, honestly, though, the other night I was prepared for the ultimate letdown, though, because I feel like in these types of games where, you know, it's the first time in a long time for something, the Bruins usually let you down. You go back, game seven of the cup finals is in Boston, they lose. You know, after the marathon bombings, they had, I, I, I think Bruins-Sabres was the first game in the city since that. Yep. The Bruins losing overtime to the Sabres. I was, I was prepared for the biggest letdown the other night. But, it, yeah. you know, it didn't happen. Nope. They, they certainly showed up and played out. I think that's what the young kids like to say. Um, but Mikey, stick, stick your nose in there. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it in the corners. Bang them around, kid. God, can you just imagine the freaking accents that night at the garden? Oh. Yeah, you want another bear? It's only two bear limit, kid. Yeah, you see that? Like, pre-game, <laughs> yeah, there's the... the non- no smoking message, too. Right. Meanwhile, have you ever gone into the bathroom at a freaking garden? There's always that one stall at the very end just loaded with lung darts. Like That's been me before. Not with not with cigarettes, but, you know, something else. <laughs> it's been me before. So With the freaking uh... vape pen in the past. Dude, like that. There's always one toilet in with butts, like uh, cigarette butts. Let me clarify. I'm gonna say, like, yeah, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, sick security, man. People are just out there. It's funny. It's always one stall with butts. You got three dudes trying to take a shit in the same toilet. <laughs> dude, like, what is wrong with people? You're in the middle of like a game. And you're like, you know what? Oh, my 8 a.m. coffee just kicked in. It's like, what the frick is wrong with you, man? I just never understood those people. See, I'm one of those people who is like, I'll take a shit just about anywhere as long as as the fucking floor in front of me isn't wet and moist. That's what (laughs) makes me so, like, uncut. Because you got to drop your pants, and then your pants end up hitting the floor. And it's like, oh, my pants are covered in piss, shit, God knows what. And it's like, that's what, that's what, like, I've taken shits in some department stores that are disgusting, but you know, I just I clean the toilet seat before I fucking do it. But in those kind of in those kind of places, dude, oh forget it. You got you got piss, shit, vomit all at your feet. Oh, it's disgusting. I I would never do that at the garden. Maybe maybe at twelve percent capacity I would, but you know now forget it. I'll oh, forget about it. See, I'm the opposite, man. I can only go in my own home. I've always been like that. Do you remember at college? So, like, I used to go home on weekends because that's curry. People leave curry to go party. Um, <laughs> yeah. Freshman year, I would, like, the first time, I would go home on Friday nights and then come back to campus Sunday night. But I would wait from Sunday night till I go home Friday night to go to the bathroom. Like, I just couldn't. I'm just that person. I could only go at my own home. I'm still like that to this day. So what the hell do you do in, in over there? I'm in my own home now, technically. Oh yeah, I I I I I I thought you were. I thought you meant like I. Yeah, I'm I, gonna fly back to Whitman, Whitman every back. every ten minutes. Come on, wait hold on. If you're on an airplane though, you won't take a shit in the in the toilet in the airplane. Hell no, I do. I don't so piss in the sit, airplane. So you're gonna sit there and rip farts and screw the whole plane over. Dude, I I won't even get up on an airplane. Really? Yeah, I won't even piss nothing. Like I assume I'm in that seat until I land. Why is it? Is it like a fo- flying phobia? No, cause I get mostly bored while flying. Yeah, it just get antsy. But it's like, one, if you ever hit a bad patch of turbulence and you get that split second, I'm falling out of the sky feeling in your testicles, dude. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Okay, imagine trying to take a piss and that happens. I'm gonna end up like if you drop ten thousand feet. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all set. Like when I get on a plane, 
I, and that's how everybody should be. You sit down, you buckle up, and just look forward for the next however many hours you're on there. When the plane lands, unbuckle, grab your shit, and leave. Honestly, that's one thing I don't do on an airplane is buckle myself in. Like, 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 the flight attendants will come around. They'll like check people buckled in, and I'm I just like hold it there like it's buckled in, but it's not. It's I don't know, man. I'm on an airplane. Like, like, what am I gonna do? Get in a car crash with the fucking clouds? Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> no, but like, I I don't get bothered by turbulence. I I think seatbelts are absolutely necessary. But when you're in the air and you're cruising, oh, dude, just take the freaking thing off. <laughs> Dude, you're the absolute man. That's that's what they say, dude. That's true. Uh, no, yep. I just, you know what? I I read my book and I just fly. That's and, all. And just in case you're wondering why, you know, why this is called off the rails, we just jump from Bruins to taking shits and stalls to airplanes, <laughs> just like that. Yeah, exactly why that's the name of a great point. Back uh, to how, hockey, though, right? Yeah, about the the the, the thing with ice. Uh, Mike, you wanted to mention last night, game one between the Vegas Knights. Are they the Golden Knights or the Knights? Uh, who cares? Just call them the Knights. Just call them the Knights. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. The, the Knights and the say. Avalanche game one. What were your thoughts? Oh, my God. Talk about a varsity versus middle school game. Holy shit. It was okay. I knew the Avalanche were fast and really skilled. They have the, probably the best player in the league in Nathan McKinnon. But, man. Holy, you talk about a team that was a complete and utter no-show in the second round in a team like Vegas who, you know, since they've been in the league, they've been ready for these kinds of games. And, oh, my God, 7-1? It was it, it felt like it was 7-1 after the freaking first period. From the moment that puck was dropped last night, the Colorado Avalanche controlled every aspect of the game. Shame. I forget who the head coach of Vegas is. I'm drawing a blank right now. Who is uh, Peter DeBoer. Yeah, exactly. Shame on him for you know what the hell's going on with Robin Leonard and Net. The guy gives up. The guy gives up some goal after goal. I, I I think he let in like four goals on you know five shots at one point, which is and it's like, dude, the guy's not it. Who who did Mark Andre Fleury bang in Vegas that pissed him off so much <laughs> on the player? Like, holy smoke! Now you know it's oh I was just I was just mind fucked last night. I, like watching that game, the Avalanche are 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 just absolutely no. Um, Dude, the Avalanche I'm, are for I'm, real. They're for real, and, and and the Knights just had they had nothing last, nothing. There was no fight in them. They looked like they were dead. They looked like they didn't belong in the same. The Avalanche are so quick and fast. It looked like they didn't even try last night. And 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 then I want I wanted to touch on you know. The whole Ryan Reeves and Ryan Graves thing. So yeah. I think I, I think Ryan Graves hit um what the hell's the guy's name? Something Mark. Oh, what the hell's his name? Mark Stone. No, not Mark Stone. It's it's like a, it's like a funky last name. Marshaso. Not Marshaso. It's all right. Anyway, he had a player on the Knights. It was Jan Mark. Jan Mark. Jan Mark. Oh Jesus! He had a player on the Knights. He went down. It was, in my opinion, you know. While it was going on, the announcer was like, oh, it should be a five-minute major. That should be a five-minute major. The only reason they were saying it should be a five-minute major, was it late? Yes, it was a little late. The only reason they want to say it should have been a five-minute major was because the guy, because Jan Mark didn't see him coming at all. He passed the puck, turned around, and boom. It was, a, it was a clean. I thought it was a real clean hit. It was a little late. But, you know, oh, that should be a five-minute major. Bro. And then later on, Ryan Reeves and Ryan absolutely – Tosses Ryan uh, uh, Graves to the ice, which I also had no problem with that. That wasn't that bad. People are like he should be suspended, suspend him for a game or two. No, that was it. Wasn't that bad. It was in front of the net. It was a scrum. Yeah, Reeves kind of took him by the the, uh, uh, the upper body and tossed him to the ground. But it wasn't anything to want. You know, I, I think the fact that Graves kind of sat there on the ice for a second was was the reason why it was looked at so badly. But come on, man. It wasn't that bad. Neither play was that bad. Well, I mean, Reeves was kneeling on the guy's head when he was on the ground. Okay. I, I saw Martian get kneed on, too, in the, middle of the, in the middle of the crease. There was no call. On his head? On his neck or back or something like that. When? In the Capitals series. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it, so it didn't happen. Uh, I'm oh, kidding. Oh, man. I'm... The Avalanche just completely picked them apart last night. It was fun to watch. So the Avalanche are scary good. I don't 
believe in them because they're goaltending still. But Ooh. why the hell didn't Flurry start game one? I I never I don't understand that. Like I said, who did he bang on that on that coaching staff? <laughs> whose whose sister or wife did he bang on that coaching staff? It just it was weird. Why? Because they played two nights ago. Evan, I just when I saw <laughs> that Leonard was starting, I was like, all right, like Get it? kind of a weird thing, but two nights ago. <laughs> I see what you did there. But I With just. A K? What? With a K? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It was just weird. And obviously, I, I don't think they ended up pulling Leonard, did they? They didn't. They didn't. They let All right. So they're, they're, it's a gamesmanship then. I don't know, man. He has, he, has a, he has to either, you know, figure his shit out or get those neck tattoos removed. So, he yeah. stocked last night. They, uh, they're they not going to pull him because they don't want to show Flurry yet, I guess. Whatever. You know how coaches are in leagues. They're, everything's I mean, like hidden secrets and shit. It's like, dude, so you'd rather be So you'd rather be down a game? Jesus. Yeah, apparently. Um, did you watch any of the Carolina-Tampa Bay series yesterday, game one? No, I mean, I'm interested in watching Tampa. But I said this before. I just can't get myself to watch Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. Like, I can, I, I, can, I can already tell you what's going to happen in that series. The Lightning are going to win in four or five games, and it's going to be well. I could have told you that. It's 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 it, it's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think you know the Hurricanes did put up a good fight against them, and that place was freaking nuts, man. I one, I didn't, one? I didn't think that many people cared about hockey down there, down in Carolina. Um, love the black uniforms the Hurricanes wear. Is that but, the one with the flag on it? Yeah, it's got oh, like the two God. the two things. Warning. <laughs> Morning, strong winds, and then you and, and then you gotta wheel the siren around. Ah, <laughs> oh, shut up, get out of here, <laughs> dude! I just that OBX man, Paradise on Earth. That place was bumping uh, yesterday, and it, it was the first round too. So that's cool to see. But I was a guy always critical of Andre Vasilevsky. That man okay. knows how to stop a puck or two. He he makes some big saves. He makes it look easy. A lot of like Tuca, how Tuca just kind of is just cool and like eh, whatever, like come and relax in net. That's like Vasilevsky, and I think you know maybe six games for that series, but I think Tampa Bay is going to easily take that one. He's the one Russian goalie who's not who who doesn't appear to be soft, especially come playoff time. Yep, Sergey Bobrovsky. Go ahead, say the other one because I'm waiting for you to tee it up. Vanacek. Fucking Samsonov, Brizgalov. Brizgalov was different. That guy was sensitive <laughs> in freaking preseason. That guy's lost in freaking Serbia. Yeah, that guy. Holy shit. That guy was lost in the middle of December that first year. Oh, my God. But uh, Mikey, the freaking Toronto Maple Leafs, man, are they really about to do this? Yes. So they they lose game one of the series against Montreal, right? You kind of give them a pass. Game one, that's when everything happens with Tavares. Their head's mentally not in it. They go on and win the next three games pretty handedly. They're up 3-1 in the series. Well, now what happens? A couple back-to-back OT winners by the Montreal Canadiens. Force a game seven tonight, May 31st, Monday night. Are the Leafs really going to do this? Are they going to choke away the series? History seems like it repeats itself always in Toronto, whether it's, you know, whether it's the Bruins or, like, now the – uh, the Habs. If there's one game, if there, in, in my opinion, if there's one game you're gonna put money on in the NHL playoffs, take it to the bank tonight. Take it to the absolute bank that Montreal beats Toronto. We've seen this before. How many times with the Bruins? We've seen it. Have there been close games up there in that series? Yes, most of those games are close. Other than the, I think the four nothing game, but yeah. but I'm telling you, this has happened before. The Leafs are gonna blow it away. Thank God, thank God there's not going to be a whole lot of people in that arena to see it. So thank God they're still in lockdown because it's going to be a shit show. This is, this is if there was one game you were to bet in the NHL playoffs, bet on Montreal beating Toronto tonight. So while we started recording, it was announced 500 vaccinated healthcare workers can be in attendance for the game tonight in Toronto. Good one. <laughs> what the hell was that? My, that's my feelings on Canada and their whole and, the, and their whole thing. Uh, so we don't want, we don't want uh, dude, dude, just that. Let the people who love hockey the most in the. Oh God, it pisses me off. It, it, the, the whole COVID thing is over in the in the in the states is what it seems like. So let me tell you this: I am absolutely 
driving the Montreal Canadiens bandwagon, okay? I'm front and center, driving that train. Let's go. Go, Habs, go. Blue Blanca Rouge, Carey Price, it's your time. But I will say this. I don't think Montreal wins tonight. If they do, I'm telling you right now, I'm rooting. I will slap myself with red, white, and blue CHs and run down the street screaming, go, Habs, go. But You a hockey fan, bud? (laughs) Just a little bit. Let me tell you this. I've heard that before. uh, Toronto has always choked it in game sevens. They always choke a series. They cannot win the big game. They can't get over the hump, right? You've seen the frustration set in on uh, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, who's played well, Spezza. It, they're, they're gripping the sticks a little tight, right? It's it's like me on a lonely like, Friday what, night, like, man. You're just chopping. gripping it. What? Wood chopping. Yeah. <laughs> the poor curry gym. The poor floor, man. That's what I meant. But anyway, they're gripping it, man, and they got to just breathe. They got to settle down and relax. Jack Campbell's got to make a big save when he has to. But a lot like, you know, people forget, before 2011, the Bruins couldn't win game seven. They choked it away. Oh, in 08, they lost game seven to Montreal. The next year, they lose game seven at home to uh, to Carolina. The next year, they lose game seven at home to Philadelphia. 2011, against well, Montreal. Well, they had a too. Yep, against Montreal. They're winning in the last couple of minutes. Bergeron takes a penalty. Subban scores. The Bruins actually win it in overtime, though. Okay? To get over that game seven hump, monkey off the back. I think that's what Toronto does tonight. How many times can the same group of people, you know, what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing, expecting a different result. How many times can they do that up in Toronto? I think Toronto, you know, they got enough veteran leadership with Felino, Simmons, uh, Spezza, Tavares, obviously not going to play, but I think that's going to get them over that big hump tonight. And I think Toronto will advance. Yeah, you could be right. I just, man, I'm, I'm, I'm utterly disappointed that, that it, in Toronto, they won't have a packed house to see to see them choke it away once again. I'm I'm so disappointed because I remember they had those shots of like the previous years where it would be like that Center Square in, in Toronto with like those hundreds right. thousands of fans lined up watching it on that huge screen, and then like they're up they're up what four one against the Bruins in Game Seven. They're all going nuts. They slowly start shitting their pants, and then and then next the next time it's. Sh- the next time the shot aims on that square in Toronto, the place is empty with towels all over the place. <laughs> uh, that was great seeing that scene. Oh, I, 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 I want more of it tonight because it's because it could have happened. It could have happened. You have Game Seven in Toronto after a team blows it. That that choke those choking dogs in Toronto allow themselves to have a Game Seven after after not being able to close the series out game after game. Oh, man, I want to see those fans lose their mind. I really want to see it. Look, I want Montreal, I just told you, but I think Toronto gets over the hump tonight. Um, Matthews has to take it over. He's got to take over that game. But either way, man, I'm going to be flipping back and forth between that and the Bruins. I think Montreal starts like a half hour early. So yeah, be 7 o'clock. Hopefully time 6 o'clock. So, I don't know, kidding. That dumb smile on Cole Caulfield, too. I hate that dude's smile. So go Habs go, baby. Let's see it. Um you know, I just had another hockey thought, and I completely blanked on it. But whatever. If I come back to it, I'll come back to it. Mikey, you're Mr. Leprechaun in the playoffs, baby. You're Celtics against the Brooklyn Nets. Look out, baby. The Nets take the first two games of that series pretty easily, like we all thought. But then I go on Twitter on Friday, and what do I see? I see this little kid tweet. I got a hunch the Celtics might win tonight. I don't know. Or I could get laughed at. Something along those lines. And the little shit was right. Celtics win game three. I thought it was pretty easily. Tatum dropping 50 like it was not a big deal. Mikey, nice call, bud. Thank you. But that's the thing, though. If if Jason Tatum ain't dropping 50 points, the team's not winning. So so the the guy has to drop almost 50 points. Because, you know, Jalen Brown's out. He's not there. He's not there the rest of the season. So that slack's going to have to be picked up. You know, I saw game three go in Boston's way because I saw it as, okay, in game one, the Celtics had a pretty good fight. They lost. Game two, they got blown out. I said game three, it's back in the garden. I bet you the Nets are a little relaxed. The Celtics are in front of their home crowd. That's, you know, 
I know it's not maximum capacity, but, you know, what have you. So then they squeak a win out, and then all of a sudden Williams is out for game four. Kemba decides to friggin' pack it in and not show up and play like, like a man, like a man in the NBA playoffs. That, if you're a Celtics fan, that should really piss you off, too. That Kemba Walker didn't want to go out there and leave it all on the floor for a chance to tie the series up. That, that should piss you off. Yeah. Soft. Soft-ass Celtics team. Soft. Yeah, that's soft, that's a tough shit. look. I mean, we had Mark on a couple weeks, you know, a couple episodes ago. Big Celtics he, fan, Celtics he podcast. He talked about it, too, I saw. Dude, he was going off on Twitter about Kemba. Like, and he's not wrong. I mean, it's the playoffs. He's, he's not, he's not wrong at that. all. He's not wrong at all. You, dude, they kept showing Jalen Brown sitting on the sidelines. And it's like, dude, this guy, if he could, would be playing right now. He was into it, too. Yeah. He was into it, Jalen Brown. He was into it from the sideline. You know, the whole Kemba thing kind of reminds me of a former Celtic player who missed – he couldn't play, but he he didn't even bother showing up for a game seven one year because he had to get nose surgery. Oh, who's that, Kyrie? Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm talking about. That's a little bit of that divaness, but whatever. Um, Mikey, game four, the Nets just <clears> – the big boys showed up, right? Yeah. Harden was there. Kevin Durant. Kyrie drops 39. By the way, when the hell did Kevin Durant become so skinny? Dude, his legs are disgusting looking. His legs, his shoulders. Like, he used to have, like, beef shoulders, and it's like, holy shit, man. Like, I'm pretty I'm sure I read this. I'm, pre- what? I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure I read this somewhere that that when Kevin Durant was at Texas or something like that, or when he was being recruited, he couldn't even bench 135 pounds. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> hey, I've been told by somebody that plays the NFL, won three titles, not going to say the name. You don't want to bench press a lot. It's not good for the joints. Just saying. But yeah, dude, just supposed to do yoga and shit like that, so you can bend right. and be able to flex. But I mean, I'm like, is I think he might have switched to like become a vegan. Like I know that's like a big thing. But Jesus, I noticed. But I think you know, isn't Cam Newton a vegan too? And he's still pretty mon- like thick. Speaking of vegan, you know who else was a vegan? I believe too. Was LeBron. Prince- no, it was Prince Fielder. <laughs> I'm, I- I'm not joking. Bullshit. I'm, I'm not joking. That's the thing. I'm not joking. He might have eat a vegan person. <laughs> no way that dude was vegan. No I'm, way. I'm I'm pretty sure he was vegan. We'll have to look that up. I don't believe that. Okay. Dude, that guy. Remember that when he was at the die is the size of Kevin Durant. Dude, he would hit a home run. And like when he was at the Brewers, his stomach would go over the Brewers across his chest. Like that no way. Yeah, I pray for that guy's belt. Um, like Pablo Sandoval. But the Nets, yeah, right? The Nets take a 3-1 series lead, pretty much putting that one out of reach unless Tatum can score 50 every night. But the big news out of that game, Mikey, Kyrie Irving, after the game, high-fiving his teammates, goes out of his way, goes over, and stomps on the head part logo of the Celtic Leprechaun guy on the ground at center court. Stomps on it. And then a fan, Mr. Tough Guy, throws a water bottle at him. I would have done the same thing. Now, nice. The fan was arrested, okay? And I got a little bit of an update here from Shams Charania, okay, on Twitter. This is a couple minutes ago. He tweeted this. Is that a blue check mark? It is blue check mark. I double check. Shams has tweeted, okay, so the fan was arrested last night. He's possibly banned for life from the TD Garden. The update this morning is the 21-year-old male who threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving faces assault and battery with a dangerous weapon charge and will be arraigned, will be arraigned on Tuesday, Boston Police Department say. A second fan in Boston was also arrested Sunday night due to assault and battery of a police officer. So, yeah, Boston not taking that lightly. But let me tell you this. You know, how many times do you tell me, oh, scumbag Philly fans and you guys are animals out there. All that. Hey, all our fan did was dump a little bit of popcorn on Russell. Yeah, that's you animals that's... in Boston are throwing water bottles from the three hundred section. Yeah. I, hey, like I said, I would have, I would have, I would, I would have done the same thing after that incident. Because you know what? I don't see that from Kyrie as a sh- players. Like, I don't know. You can sit there and say like, oh, well, if you don't want, if you don't want him doing it, don't let him win. See. I don't see Kyrie doing that as a shot to the Celtics players. I see that more of as a shot to the city, the organization, the fans, Wick Grosbeck, and Danny Ainge. I, I didn't see that as a shot to the players. I saw it as way more of a 
a shot to the city and the organ and 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 the direct heart of the organization. Yeah, I think you're right on that, but don't let them win then. Beat them. But beat I, beat them in the game. I don't think the players are like. I don't think the players are twined like that. Like, I don't think the players see Kyrie as like a a massive villain. I th- I think a lot of those players are boys with Kyrie. Maybe uh, I don't know. Not Maybe after not. some reports you hear and read. And yeah, I can tell but, you what, one guy who didn't play didn't like him. Jalen Brown was not a fan of Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah. I don't I I was I was, I was just gonna say with the exception of Jalen Brown, I think I think a lot of those players like him. I don't think Marcus Smart was a big fan of him either. I bet I bet you Jason Tatum was. They were boys off the court because of the Duke connection, but they didn't like playing together because he was taking time from Tatum. I don't know. All right. But I'm just, you know, a couple Couple reading through the tea leaves, that's all. But either way, man, you know, whether it's the Phantom Philly dumping popcorn or this guy throwing a water bottle, what are a you de- doing? A deadly weapon? Oh, yeah. What, like, what? Hold on. What the hell are you doing? Dude, just sit there, enjoy the game, cheer and yell. You just why we got to throw shit? I think it's because, because it, a pandemic for over a year just kind of ended in this city. People are on edge. People want to, you know, it's Boston. Boston's back, baby. Just seeing that happen too, it's just, it just, it, Boston's back. Dude, if this was Philly, you'd be ripping me the whole time. Yeah, I would. <laughs> All right, as long as we can acknowledge that, that's fine. <laughs> and by the way, am I a little jealous? Am I a little jealous that, like, Boston was popping like that and going nuts and Philly's just, like, got the Sixers to root for? Yeah, a little bit. A little hey, bit. I'll tell you this, though. If the Nets and Sixers match up together, oh, I'm all in on Philly. Um... I don't know. It's going to be like, tough. Not from a talent perspective. Just like, I can't stand the Nets. F that team. F Kyrie. F Kyrie. I mean, I don't really hate. I don't I don't like Durant, but I don't hate Durant. I can't fucking stand Kyrie Irving for like, for, for any, like, oh, I got no, I can't even stand looking at him. I hope if, if Philly and Brooklyn play each other, I hope, I hope they gouge the freaking Nets eyeballs out that whole series. So I think it's going to, next round, I think it's going to be. Gonna be- the Bucks and the Nets, something like that. So Philly will hopefully escape them, but I, I'm I'm starting to fear the Milwaukee Bucks. They handled Kyrie. the Heat pretty easily. Kyrie, oh, I can't do it on my own in Boston. And when my team's in Game Seven, see you the f later. I'm gonna go team up with with freaking KD, the top two player in the league, to try to win it. Scumbag. That's the league, man. That's the league. Um, <clears throat> Mikey, do you think the Celtics will win Game Five and force the Game Six, or do you think it's over? I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hold that thought for for a Twitter tweet a Twitter okay, great jeez I can't even fucking talk a Twitter yeah. tweet I I think it's over um <clears throat> especially going back to Brooklyn I got a weird feeling though about game uh game five I got a weird feeling okay well whatever we'll see you had a weird feeling about game three so Mikey there was a tweet the other day on Twitter from Barstool I think it was. And it was a kid throwing an egg. How do you not and, get lit, fucking electrocuted? I'm sorry, go ahead. Anyway, what what are you doing? I'm watching birds fly onto the freaking light poles, and, and one of them just went onto an outlet, and it didn't. And like, how do birds not get shocked on those freaking power lines? Like, I, I I'm in squirrels. Too. I'm kind of amazed by it. But go ahead. So with here. squirrels, as long as the tails don't hit, and same thing with birds. Don't ask me why. I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. <laughs> but you ever see a squirrel when the tails do hit? Yeah, <laughs> the thing like blows up, dude. They, <laughs> it's it's messed up to laugh at, but like they, you just like see them shit. <laughs> the fact that they know that too, that like that like they can't let their tail hit the wall. The fact that they know that is berserk. It's just nuts, dude. They 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 go they do like the starfish, all four extremities are just out, and then they just drop. Like anyway. Anyway, Barstool had a, a video the other day, Mike, of a kid throwing an egg, and another kid was laying down, and it went up and fell on the guy, hit him in the perfect spot. I tweeted about it, how I got suspended from high school one time, starting a fight that way. Of course, you had your smart-ass remarks. So I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> I'm going to tell the story at the end of the podcast. So let me tell you. You ready for the story? Tell me. I got a suspension for this story, and I'm not making it up, Okay. An out of school suspension for this. So one, I was in a <laughs> what? I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just. Okay, I went to, a, I went to a vocational high school in Massachusetts. Okay, where they thought 
we're going to make a man out of you, blah, 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 all that stuff. They, they were in six, the 1970s with oh, their mindset. Oh, six of you guys in the grid? <clears throat> What's that? I said all six of you guys in the grid? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, and I still graduated with the seventh best grades. So <laughs> I did. Dude, Mike, you should have saw it. We had like 180 people it's graduate. Five kids, in, five kids in class. Anthony finished seventh. Yeah. <laughs> they felt bad for me. So, so what tech school is, you spend one week in regular school classes, the next week in a shop class, okay? So I was in a construction one, carpentry. I, I, was, I was terrible at it. The only thing I know how to do is take out a nail because I had to do it so many times. So the junior and senior year of my shop class, we would go out and legitimately build houses. Okay. Or do additions and projects and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. I can tell you great places in Hanover, that area to get breakfast. Cause senior year, I didn't do shit. So uh, are those places still standing by the way? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Most of them. <laughs> so, so senior year, we had this one kid, Nice kid. I mean, everybody liked him, but he was just a lazy freaking kid. And, you know, some stuff had gone on, but there was one day in shop class, it was raining out. So we all had to go back to the school to cut a piece of wood in the shop that we needed to go and put on this house we were building. So the kid was tired from like the night before or something. So he was laying, there was like a locker area outside of the shop class. Okay. He was laying on the bench of the locker area. And so another kid took a shoe and threw it up in the air and it hit the kid laying down in the stomach. And everyone was laughing like, oh, like he got him, stuff like that. You know, stupid high school shit. So I'm like, all right, like there's another shoe. I'm like, yo, give me the shoe. I'm going to do it too. So I get the shoe. I throw it up in the air. And Mikey, this thing comes down and hits the kid laying down right in the balls, dude. Like I can't even make this up, right? So he gets up and he's pissed. At the end of the long seat he's laying on is a kid with his back to him. And those two kids have been beefing all year. Okay. So this thing's brewing, right? So the kid gets up. He's like, who threw the effing shoe? Like he was pissed. We're all sitting there like snickering and smirking like, oh, like we got him. Nobody says a word. And he goes, well, since it's this kid's shoe, he threw it. Mikey, he wasn't even five feet from behind this kid. He tees up, whips the shoe at the back of the kid's head. The other kid gets up and just unloads combinations on this kid, like body shot, head shot, body, body, just lefts and rights, just beats the bag out of him, right? And, and now the kid that was laying down wasn't really looking to fight. I think he was just in a bad mood that day. So I mean, yeah, a shoe, a shoe hits you. I'd be pissed, too. Two shoes hit you. I'd get up Dude, and try to fight someone, too. Well, stop being a lazy prick when everyone's trying to get stuff done for the day and you think you're bigger than God and just laying on the bench, but whatever. Okay, yeah. So they, they get hauled down to the office. They there's Boom. There's a fight right there. Automatic suspension. Well, guess what? I'm like, hey, you know what? I tried to do the stand-up right thing. I'm like, hey, let me at least go down and tell them what happened. Tell them why the fight started, right? I go down to the office. I'm like, hey, here's what happens, right? The freaking assistant principal slams his big effing book on the table. You, sir, have an out-of-school suspension for instigating a fight. We're going to get the authorities. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I was like, dude, I literally just came down here to tell you, like, what happened, like, what I did. Like, and you're going to, like, punish me to the fullest extent for this? So, like, I, I was pissed. I'm like, dude, like, at least give me a couple a couple Sounds detentions for a week or something. Like, you're going to really put that on my record? Like, I got an out-of-school suspension for starting a fight with a shoe. A shoe. I threw a shoe and started a fight, right? So now I got to drive home because the school was 25 minutes from where I lived. And on the way, I was going to go do my own oil change at like a, like a building. I pull in. I get my car on the lift. My mom calls. She's screaming at me because if you know my mom, she's the most level-headed person, right? So she's screaming at me. She's like, what the hell? Freaking out. Tell me to get home. Like, I'm in so much trouble. Like an idiot, I take my car off the lift and go home. Like she was at work. I should have just done the oil change. She never would have known, right? So I go home. And on my way home now, my dad calls me. And he's like, dude, what did you do? Like, I can't believe you're getting suspended, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dad, like I literally threw a shoe and two kids fought. He goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, I threw a shoe, two kids fought. I got suspended for the day. He goes, that's why you got suspended. I go, yeah, like that's that's why I'm suspended. I got to go home. He goes, I told you not to go to that effing school. You see what happens? 
F that place. And he hangs up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. So I go home and now I'm chilling. And at lunchtime, I'm like, I'm hungry. I'm like, F this. You're like, I'm home for the day. I'm going to get Wendy's. So I go get Wendy's. I get a massive order. And at the time, my, I got my first dog, Sadie. She was only like three. I'm like, screw this. So I get her like a, a four-piece nugget as well. <laughs> Had a nice relaxing day, dude. Like just crushing Wendy's, hanging out, you know, sitting on the couch. I'm like, you believe this? Like, you know, I'm watching like the news. I'm like, look at this, Sadie. Look at, can you believe these people and shit like that? She's looking at me like, just give me those fries. Like, But yeah, that's the story of why I got suspended for throwing a shoe in high school. Sounds like you need a new sound. Sound like that school needs a new principal with some reasoning. Assistant Holy principal. Shit. That's, oh God. Like, I'm yeah, sure the I, guy. So I'm sure whatever she was so pissed about happening had nothing to do with you. Well, my mom's fear was, I had already gotten into college. Okay, my mom's fear was that I was going to get taken away. But I made sure when I was getting like reamed out by the assistant principal, you're gonna get dragged away in your sleep that night. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm like, this won't affect my college, right? No, like it's fine. Form school. But I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, whatever. Meanwhile, I got like the guidance guidance counselor there making sure I'm like fine. That's a whole nother story of that woman. But, um, (laughs) yeah, that's that's why I got suspended for throwing a shoe. I got suspended. Earlier that year for something different. That was my fault. But, um, yeah. And, by the way, as I'm talking about this, it just came out. John Tavares is taking part in the Leafs' optional morning skate before Game 7. So, we'll see if he plays tonight. But, uh, yeah, Mike, that's my story. Excellent. I mean, honestly, I was I was kind of uh, impressed by that story. It was I could I could picture it as you were telling me, and you know I was. Uh, I mean, but seriously, imagine suspending somebody over that for throwing a damn shoe. Oh, so what happened to the other kids? I got they got in a fight. Were they just slapped on the wrist. No, they got three days. Okay, so you if you get into a fight, if you got into a fight at my old high school, it was a minimum three days out of school suspension. Okay, so, and yours was what one day? One day, but it happened right at the beginning of the day. You know what I'm saying? So I they they just gave me that abbreviated day but it's still it's like dude just give me the detentions you know what i'm saying like because when you when you get the hour detentions at my high school it was the best thing you just went down to the hall and did your homework for oh lucky in my high school you had to stand up face a wall for an hour i mean and the best part was too is because it was like my dad didn't want me to get in trouble but my mom was always over the top of it right so if i had a detention in the springtime it was fine. I had an hour to kill anyway before baseball practice. So I would just go and do my homework and then go to baseball like nothing happened. Yeah. So my mom's going to hear this and realize how many times I had detention and finally realize it. Like, way to be on the ball, Lisa. You know what I'm funny saying? Funny you mentioned that, dude, because I don't, I think my dad was only aware of like two detentions I had and I had like 16. Yeah. It's just once they don't know, who gives a shit? I had. I had none in middle school when I went there, and then I went to high school, and the rest was history. So, all right, I'll tell you this one because I started watching a documentary on, I think it was Netflix, Mike Tyson, who was just, it's a great documentary. You should check it out. It's only one episode so far, and I think every week another one. So they have Don King on there. Um, they're showing clips of him and promote being like the big fight promoter. You know? So in middle school, <clears throat> there were these two kids that were going to fight at the Whitman town park. And it was a whole thing, right? It was leading up to it. And I was friends with both the kids. And I'd be like, Hey, this guy's got this guy going. Then I go to the other side, this guy's got this guy. So I was just friends with both of them. We're just shooting the shit. Dude. I got called down to the principal's office with a, uh, because I was known as being the fight promoter. <laughs> okay. Dude, I'm in seventh, I, maybe eighth grade. Oh, now, wait, I'm I, shitting, I right? Hope Joe Rogan has that you can get a job in UFC. Dude, I was promoting this fight, okay? And my guys, like, my 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 middle school principal was way cooler than my high school ones. The assistant principal in high school, right? Anthony's he like, was like, he just sits me down. You know, I'm in jean shorts, a hoodie, sweatshirt, ripping mustache, dude, because I knew how to dress in eighth grade. And <laughs> I, dude, I'm shitting bricks, right? Like, so he's sitting there. He's like, just looking at me. He's like, uh they're going to be a fight this week at the town park. I'm like, no, he goes, really? I, go, I don't think so. He goes, so you don't know about this fight and you're not going back and forth promoting. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that fight. And he goes, yeah. So, uh, your name's been given to the cops. And if we see you there, you're going to be arrested and all this shit. 
And he goes, you ever hear of Don King? And I'm like, no, I'm only in eighth grade, you know? And he, and he tells me Don King pulls up the picture. He goes, this is what you're doing. You're being Don King right now, promoting this fight. And I'm like, okay, sorry. Like I'll never do it again. And I was like freaked out. So I remember I go back to class and I was friends with this, this woman, uh, this, she was a girl. She's eighth grade at the time. And she's like, you all right? Cause I was like frazzled, man. Like you just get the cops threatened on you and shit. You're in eighth grade. I just remember looking over. I'm like, there's not going to be a fight. Tell everybody there's no fight. Like, like I can just yeah. picture you like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I got, you know, I got two tickets in the 300 for six bucks. <laughs> Dude, you know, I, w- I was so nervous, man. Like I was shaking. Like, oh, see, fuck. it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I went to a fight in middle school too, like at the little league field there, near my high school. And the two kids fighting, they hate, they obviously hate each other at the time. But like, I like both of them. So like, when one of them would start getting haymakers on the other one, I'd be like, yeah, go, go, go. And then, like, the other person would start getting haymakers on the other one, and I'd be, like, cheering them on, like, yeah, people look at me like, dude, who the fuck are you rooting for? I'm like, I'm just here to see a good fight. Like, I don't know about you guys. Right. Dude, so, and by the way, as we're, like, recording at the end here, Mark just had a great tweet literally seconds ago. Are we still mad at Kyrie for stepping on a painted piece of wood? <laughs> nice. Uh so there was a fight in my high school one time outside of the school. Like, so the bell rings, you got to go out to your car in the parking lot. I was a sophomore and these two seniors were fighting. And this was like a hell of a heavyweight tilt. Oh, and not third to of brag. the senior class then, right? What? So it was a third of the senior class then fighting. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's only that way because one kid got held back. But uh, <laughs> no, so this is like not to brag. This is when I knew I wanted to do play by play, right? So me and one of my high school friends, we're sitting there. We're watching this fight. And I'm just like, oh, like this guy is just throwing punches. And it's like, oh, my God, he missed. He went through the dude's window because, like, he had, like, that, like, the trailer <laughs> cap for a truck. And it's just like, dude, it was a hell of a fight. You had, like, four teachers come out, coaches trying to break it up. Like, high school fights, man, if there was a good one, it was good. Dude, it, but, like, it's like you said, though, like, those are the type of things. Those are the type of things you can't let word get out. Otherwise, the fight's not going to happen. Like, yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's no way you can let those things get fucking uh, get on the outside. Otherwise, the principal, like you said, they'll be calling you down to ask you what you know about it, and you're just like, oh man, I shouldn't even be here. Well, the funny thing about the senior year one was there was a food fight a couple weeks before that, and they couldn't figure out who started it. So when I got down to the office and after like they like read me the riot act, blah, blah, blah. And I'll never forget this. The assistant principal had, you know how like you have the CDs, but you have that little like the paper envelope with the clear on it. So you can see what the CD is. Oh, yeah. He slid it in front of me and it just said senior food fight. And he goes, anything you want to say about this? And I said, nope. And that was it. And that was the last thing I said to that guy until graduation day when he said, here's your graduation. I said, thank you. Oh, man. I mean, I got detention once because I was, I was the only idiot in the entire class. So we're playing. So in my chemistry class, we had, this, uh, we had this game we called Elements because there was this giant fucking periodic table of elements we had. And, and, and you know, everyone, everyone would take a loosely paper out of their notebook crumble it up, put it in their mouth so it's nice and soaked, and you'd call out an element on that giant board and try to hit it. <laughs> That's cool. I was the one fucking moron who got caught throwing the thing at the fucking board. So all of a sudden you hear it splat, and it's McCarthy. See me at 220, and I'm like, fuck, man. It, the sound the thing made was, <laughs> it, was it, it literally made a sound on the board. And oh my God. I'm like, I'm like just gearing up. My arm is like at my ear, ready to throw it, and the teacher turns around. And I was, I, I, it was, I was just like, as soon as I threw it, I knew I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I like that. Like that, that must have been a fun, fun game to play. I, dude, every time, like the thing I got caught doing most was throwing spitballs. Because I threw one at the TV once too, and it was the same exact thing. It was, it was Mr. Bradley's class for like civics or something like that, where he. This guy was in fucking La La Land all the, all the time. Like, like everyone was cheating on the test, like passing each other's test around. This guy's just sitting there looking at it, like like not realizing what the fuck's going on. But then he does see he 
He sees me throw a spitball right at the middle of a fucking TV, and I get caught to that. Like, oh, Jesus. Dude, spitballs used to be the best. You, like, yeah. get, like, the paper, and you just, like, roll it up, chew on it for a second, get it wet. You put it in the thing, you're just like, and, oh, man, those are awesome. Yep. But, Mikey, as usual, we went off the rails on this episode. A lot of shit talking, like, literal shit talking. Yep. Um, Mikey, why don't you take it home? Yeah, this episode today, this dandy of an episode today was brought to you by Dan Letelier and his team at Remax Realty. Dan's your man when it comes to your buying and selling needs, serving all of Cumberland in York County in the state of Maine. Dan can be reached by email at danletelier at remax.net or by phone at 207-590-1776. Again, that's 207-590-1776. Mikey, what an episode. But before we get off, let me just tell you this, because Shams, as you were t- uh, reading the ad, tweeted out now. Uh, okay, whatever. Witnesses told Boston police that the thrown water bottle grazed Kyrie Irving's head. So, Oh, is he, oh is he in the ER? Is he, is, is he going to be able to play game five? Kyrie goes down as if shot. Get up. Imagine oh. Jack Edwards broadcasting that. I wish the thing hit him square in the temple. So, Mikey. Until next week, buddy. And again, thank you to all the men and women and the services for everything that you do. Have a great Memorial Day. Touche.